Welcome to the Money Advantage Podcast, empowering business owners with the permission to think differently about money so that you can consciously choose to live a meaningful and fulfilled life now. Our passion is making money simple, fun, and doable, helping you feel great about your money and getting your money working for you so you can thrive. Hi, and welcome back to the Money Advantage Podcast. We are your hosts, Rachel Marshall and Bruce Weiner, and we have a special guest today. We're talking with Maureen McCann about turnkey rental real estate opportunities with Spartan Invest. Welcome, Maureen. Hey, thank you, Rachel. Thank you, Bruce. It is great to be here on the Money Advantage podcast, and I am just excited to rock and roll and share. Awesome. Awesome. Well, as we come into this interview today, I want to talk to our listeners for a moment, you know that we are evangelists for cash flow. And here at The Money Advantage, we provide education, tools, and a system to help you create time and money freedom. And that starts with first having a foundation to keep more of the money you make, then next a a level to protect your money. And thirdly, we have a phase to help you increase and make more. Now, investing in cash flowing assets is part of the last phase. And your financial life is not just about accumulating money through growth of your net worth, but about creating cash flow. When you use your investor identity to invest in what you know and control, you're able to create that cash flow from assets. And then you're not just staying at the mercy of stock market fluctuations, but you're looking for income and low risk in alternative investments outside the stock market. That's why we brought Maureen into this interview today. So we're going to answer, how might real estate be a cash flowing asset that works for me? How can I use turnkey rental real estate to build cash flow from assets? What can I look for to make sure I get what I signed up for? And why might I want to invest with Spartan Invest? So let's go ahead and I'm going to share Maureen's bio and then we're going to ask her about her investment opportunities and some of her background as well. So Maureen McCann is a partner and owner and the VP of sales and marketing at Spartan Invest with over 10 years of sales and marketing experience in the turnkey marketplace. Having served as an investment property coach for years, Maureen is skilled at helping clients build turnkey cash flow portfolios for her clients. Maureen has helped hundreds of investors build the type of rental portfolios necessary to reach their short-term and long-term monthly passive income goals. Investing in turnkey real estate for long-term wealth generation is something Maureen understands intimately. In her role, Maureen is responsible for the overall sales and marketing efforts for the company, including lead generation, product branding, marketing strategy, staying current with the latest technology, partnering with the right conventional and private money lenders, and public relations. Since joining the company, Spartan has gone from nearly $3 million in revenue to approaching now $27 million in revenue in just under five years. That's a tremendous accomplishment. Now, whether clients want to replace their current income with passive income, or they're simply looking to supplement their retirement, Maureen can help design the right portfolio with the right end goal in mind. With an incredible work ethic and unquenchable thirst for knowledge, Maureen helps provide peace of mind experience investing in premium income generating properties. She spends time coaching her clients on the wealth building principles that will help her clients and their families protect their capital and mitigate the loss of their capital while investing in real estate. Maureen excels in providing trusted, reliable, knowledgeable consulting to assist you with building your real estate portfolio. Maureen is also an experienced speaker and speaks at many local, regional, and national real estate platforms, sharing her experience, knowledge, and strategies with other investors. She's a mom of three kids, 11, 10, and 8, and she lives in San Diego, California. She focuses on teaching her kids wealth-building principles. She has a love of life, people, learning, and sharing with others, which you're about to see in this interview. Now, she was a blue-collar kid who grew up in New Jersey. She paid her way through college while she was waiting on tables, earned her degree in exercise physiology, because it was the one program that didn't require calculus. <laughs> she, was, she was a W-2 wage earner for 15 years in pharmaceuticals and medical device, stumbled into real estate in 2008 when she lost 50% of her 401k overnight and navigated her way towards turnkey real estate and passive income using her will for wanting to know what the rich knew that she didn't know. 
but was determined to find out. Rich Dad Poor Dad set a new course for her life. With the new paradigm shift that occurred, she was well on her way to living a different life with a different mindset, with different outcomes, leading her to live her life as a version of her highest and best self. We're so thankful, Maureen, to have you on the podcast today and share your story. Thank you, Rachel. That was a really nice introduction. (laughs) I am excited to be here. Rachel's the best at introductions. (laughs) <laughs> She's amazing. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. So Maureen, let's jump into the conversation today. So can you share a little bit about who you were before you started helping people with real estate? And I know we got a glimpse of that with your bio, but we'd like to hear it from you. Would love to share with that. So I think, um, you know, the story is only always important from where you where you started um, to your transformation, to your journey, to where you're going. And I really, I I'm a blue collar kid. I grew up in New Jersey. Um, I, my parents were just educated high school level, never went to college. My three sisters and I, we were the first ones in the family to go to college. And so, um, you know, and I worked my way through school. I hustled tables um, in New Jersey and um, here I was, I paid my way through school. And, um, you know, I was and not afraid to admit it, but I was waiting tables until I was almost 29 years old because at the time when I graduated from college, the economy wasn't that great. The job market wasn't that great. And I made more money waiting tables than quote unquote, my first real job um, Mm -hmm. where I was making $30,000 a year. Um, And so I knew that that was not the way that I wanted to go, but I needed the bullet point on my resume to take the next leap into the next level, which was pharmaceutical sales. Uh, uh-huh. And so that was um, pharmaceutical sales, phenomenal career um, when it wasn't so highly regulated. Uh, you know, I'm a science driven mind. I'm an analytical thinker. I love the more complex, the better. Um, it's funny. Nice. I get the simple things wrong. I get the more complex things right. It's just kind of, it's my oxymoron. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Um, and so uh, I, you know, you you kind of get, you know, you buy into this mindset of um, what you are around. And my mindset was get a go, go to college, get a degree, um, get a job, work for somebody else's dream, you know, be comfortable. And, and, you know, we almost get in the mindset of be comfortable with mediocre, but you don't even realizing you're living mediocre. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what happened was is after, so I was 15 years in the medical device and pharmaceuticals career. And I loved every second of it. Um, but what I found, Rachel, is that as I, you know, started doing some big milestones in my life, I got married. Then I had my first baby. Then I had my second baby. And then I had my third baby. And as that was happening, the um, as that was happening, the um, the, my income each year, right? So it's like, you know, when you're, when you're working for a corporation, they only have so many dollars they can allot to your, uh, uh, pay increase each year. And so, mm-hmm. you know, when you're only getting one, maybe 2% pay increases each year, if you compare that to what the inflationary rate is, and that's probably a whole nother conversation because mm-hmm. it's very debatable on what the government reports, yes, what it actually is. Oh, exactly. is. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So I we will, agree on that. Okay, perfect. I will table that for now. Mm-hmm. That could be a, you know, a whiteboard conversation on another podcast. But, um, you know, <laughs> if you look at it, you're... It, every your annual increases every year for through your corporate W two um, does not match up or even come close to what the inflationary rate is. So you're going broke mm-hmm. slowly, but people don't recognize it. And oh, yes. I was one of those. And so as I added each, each every time I added another little one to the family, um, I just kind of noticed that it was like, oh, what, you know, the expenses got the, inc- the expenses increased. My our incomes did not increase commensurate with the expenses. And the next thing you know, you're racking up credit card debt. You feel like you're living beyond your means and then you're stuck in this, this cycle of I got to go to work and then I got to go to a job that I don't like because if I don't stop working, if I stop working, then there's no money. If there's no money that I can't pay my bills, if I can't pay my bills, everything just goes, mm-hmm. <laughs> the sky yeah. is falling. So what I, yeah. learned, <laughs> what I learned was, you know, there's a growing sense of this is not the way it's supposed to be. Like I always had that little sense, like this is not the way it's supposed to be. There's got to be a better way. And, uh, 
I remember one day just, you know, I live in San Diego and I was driving along the coast and I, you know, La Jolla is a beautiful place. Uh, and these are these homes on top of the hill overlooking the Pacific Ocean. These are million, multi-million dollar homes. And I thought, how the heck, what, what, what did they know that I don't know? This is not right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, you know, you know, I think it's Tony Robbins that says, or someone says that, you know, you are the sum total of the people that you hang out with and who you are today and who you are five years from now is just a difference in the number of books that you read. Mm -hmm. Um, And I've Mm -hmm. always been a very avid reader and uh, one of the pivotal books, and I can tell you with 100% certainty that, uh, you know, I've been in my business, my passive income business now for 10 years, and I've had thousands upon thousands of conversations. And I would, I can tell you that 98% of the people that I chat with on the phone, they all read Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And the paradigm Mm -hmm. shift happened and they're going, I'm not buying the, I'm not drinking the Kool-Aid anymore. I'm not going to follow the herd and just go get a job and work for a corporation, um, you know, and, and live someone else's dream. So that book. Yeah. Well, Maureen, you're right on the money with that. And I I would say a lot of our listeners probably have read that book as well. And I think that's been a, a big paradigm shift for many who are wanting to create their own financial freedom and really live their destiny and their dream and be in control of their financial life as opposed to working the status quo type of job. And and many of our listeners are business owners who've kind of made that shift. And then they're saying, okay, now how do I create wealth from here? And so um, I love how you're sharing that that was a really pivotal part of your story. So how did Rich Dad Poor Dad come in? Was that a book that you found as you were looking up at those houses in San Diego and La Jolla or <laughs> or how did you come across the book? So I'm kind of a, I'm, I, I'm, a, I'm admittedly a very big um, nerd. I love to read books. I mean, I, I don't even have cable. Like I, <laughs> I nice. spent many, many. Um, I don't either. So you're good. <laughs> okay. As I say, you could find me, if you want to find me somewhere, you can find me at the beach reading a book or in Barnes and Nobles, just combing through aisles and aisles of books and just picking up stuff randomly that speaks to me. Um, Love and it. Somehow I just stumbled across this Rich Dad, Poor Dad idea book. And I thought, let me see what he has to say. Um, and I was hooked and I instantly realized that life can be better than what the status quo was that I was living, but I knew I needed to know, know more. And so it's just, it's been this constant um, pursuit of just higher education so that I, you know, when you have kids, um, you, you know, you become what you, you're modeled. And I want to model mm-hmm. to my three little ones um, of, you know, just financial savviness, financial independence, you know, understanding cash flow, understanding profit, understanding create being an entrepreneur and starting a business and understanding the difference between profits and wages and P&Ls um, because business is what makes the world go round. And why not own it and share something that you value and love back to the world in a very big, large, um, contributing type of way and also benefit to uh, in in financially. Um, so that's awesome. This has been such a paradigm shift for me because again, think about this blue collar mindset, W2 mindset, um, for 15 years or even more than that. Cause you know, <laughs> um, it was just kind of the environment that you're raised in. Then you start working and then next thing you know, it's, you know, 15 years have passed and then you can't take family vacations anymore cause it's too expensive because you have too many expenses and you only have two incomes right. coming in. Um, right. So how did you make the leap into real estate? And was it something that you did as an investor first or as helping other people invest? As an investor first. So again, the pursuit of education. I um, I, I like telling this funny story because um, I was thinking, I was always that person that would listen to these advertisements for seminars and go, oh God, who goes to seminars? Mm-hmm. Blah, blah, blah. Like I had this attitude mm-hmm. about it. And then one day I'm in my car as a pharmaceutical rep driving around and I hear this advertisement for, you know, this cattle call up in LA to learn how to flip real estate. And I thought, you know what? And it was like, I, I was the hook, line, and sinker. It's like the first hundred people call, get free tickets, right? So I'm like, you know, nice. I, the creative urgency, it works. I call and I think I get my free ticket. Well, I show up and there are 600 other people there. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Nobody paid for anything. It was just, it was a great marketing tool, but it hooked me in. And I remember it was a Robert Allen, um, you know, Enlightened Wealth Institute 
uh, three-day presentation. I had no ex- exposure to real estate at that point, except for just buying my own little personal residence at that time. And what I found was, uh, I remember at the end of that three days, it was the sales pitch and it was $10,000 to sign up for the program. And I had never in my life written a check that big because the, by the deposit on my, or the, the, um, um, the twenty percent down on my first condo was like eight thousand, nine thousand, or three percent uh, FHA loan. So I was thinking, oh my god, I'm going to write a check for ten thousand dollars for this education course, and I don't know if these, if these guys are legit or if I'm getting scammed, and you know all that skepticism, uh, tug of war mm-hmm. goes on back and forth in your mind. So anyway, I didn't call my husband at the time. I called my best friend. She had just come from a Tony Robbins event, and I said, I'm thinking about making this decision. I'm going to write a check for ten thousand dollars. What do you think I should do? Um, and she said, if you don't ever put your money in, you're never, ever going to get out of it what you want and you're never going to change. You got to put your money where your mouth is. And so Mm -hmm. I, I had to go, I had to take out $10,000 from my 401k. I remember writing the check. I was like shaking and nervous, (laughs) you know, and I remember (laughs) submitting the check in, but I think back and I'm going to, I think back that if I, had I not made that decision to do the thing that scared me, to push through the fear, not listen to the 590 other people in that room going, this is a scam. I'm not doing this. This is too expensive. If I listened to all of that, then I would still probably be doing and frustrated in and bouncing around being laid off and rehired in pharmaceuticals. That's how that, mm-hmm. that's how that world is now. Um, but I didn't follow the herd. I did something different. I wrote the check, scared to death, invested in my education. That led me to meet my business part, one of my business partners, Randy. Um, he introduced me to another, um, company called another education company called fortune builders. Um, I joined them. They had an affiliate relationship with a turnkey company in Memphis. My business partner, Randy had bought two from them because I'm not, I'm not the early adopter. Um, and so, mm-hmm. but I'm the, I'm the skeptic who will watch and then take action after someone else uh, puts their money in. <laughs> so, gotcha. so Randy bought two properties from this company in Memphis and I kept checking in. Hey, Randy, you still getting those cash flow checks? Yep. Six months later, Randy, you getting the cash flow checks? Yep. 12 months later, Randy, you still getting <laughs> the money? He's like, yep. But I go, fine. So then I went and bought two properties. Hey, Maureen, nice. who was that company yes. in Memphis? Memphis Invest. Okay. Um, I was actually at an event in La Jolla in February with Jason Hartman. I don't know if you're familiar with him. Yeah. I am. So I was actually at that event and um, talked to some of the turnkey people in Memphis, and I thought they were very impressive. There are a lot of really good, uh, well, I should say this, there are a handful of really, really good, truly turnkey operators where the we buy the properties, we renovate them, we tenant them, we manage them for our investors. So the same leadership team who sold you the property is the same leadership team who's who's uh, protecting your capital and mitigating any loss of that capital to the property management side of the business. So um, there is accountability uh, throughout, and then there's also you know the when you truly are turnkey uh, and you're organized in that fashion, um, then. And the, the long-term goal of the investor is his long-term goal of the provider in such that it's a, you know, our organization is a paid for performance. If I perform for my investors and they get, they get um, premium income generating properties, they get monthly cash flow. The benefit to them is they're creating wealth through the multiple streams. And then I get the benefit of charging the 9% property management fee. So they get cash flow, I get cash flow. If it's vacant, I don't get paid, they don't get paid. So it's that I think it's that philosophy and that business model that's by design that you have aligned outcomes. So Maureen, that's a, that's wonderful. So obviously you have turnkey investments. Uh, you focus in on your, can you focus in on how it works at Spartan Investment? Absolutely, uh, Bruce. So the, the way that we are set up, we are truly a turnkey operation. And so I know a lot of that term is used um, and tossed around sort of um, lightly in the industry, but it's truly a turnkey operator is someone who is the seller, um, is also the uh, group who purchased the property, they renovated the property, and then they uh, placed a tenant in the property, and then they're managing, managing that cash flow producing asset for their investor buyer. And so Spartan Invest is definitely set up that way. We truly are a turnkey operation. Our mission is to um, really help as many uh, 
investors, people, individuals who want to just, you know, get out of the rat race, create more paths, more streams of income. I mean, think about it. You've got if you're a two if you're a two income household, you've got two incomes, but you've got I don't know 15 bills going out each month. Why not have 15 streams of income to cover the 15 streams of bills? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and so you know, just in my little niche, passive income is very very powerful, and we do it through um, single family rental properties in Birmingham, Alabama, and. You know, honestly, Bruce, what we do is it's a it's a paid for performance business model. In that, uh, I I really uh, appeal to the very busy professional who uh, or entrepreneur business owner who doesn't have the time or inclination to want to uh, go find a house, renovate a house, find a tenant for the house, and then manage the property. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really really cater to those individuals who want the alternative investment of the benefits of owning single family rental properties for the tax flow and the tax or for the cash flow and the tax benefits. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so um, my my team, it's exactly what we do. We help um, just make investing in turnkey rental properties very easy by produ- by you know providing the investor a finished completed pro- uh, product that is cash flowing and then we manage that for them so really the investors that work with us their main responsibilities are two we ask that they take a, a call from each uh, call from my customer service department each month just to give them proactively an update on what's happening with their property and then two check their portal to make sure that the money showed up Maureen, that's excellent. And I, I know that a lot of the people that we talk to I, are either already investing in real estate or want to. And I think one of the main questions or concerns that we hear from people who are just new and getting started is that they want the benefits of real estate investing, but they're not sure they want to buy something out of their local area just because they can't touch, feel, and see it. And so I wanted to ask you if you can kind of maybe answer this question in two different parts. How do you speak to that for the person? Uh, is this maybe something that they trust sight unseen or can they come out and visit Birmingham, Alabama? And then I, I'd like for you to also share then along with that some of the benefits of Birmingham, Alabama and why that is a fantastic city for investing in right now. Perfect. I get this all the time. <laughs> this is 10 years of experience coming out here because I do get that concern because I ask anytime an investor calls, um, I don't ever talk about a house or buying a house or the cash flow or the rate of return, I find out what their goals are. Why are you on the phone with me? What are you trying to achieve? And you know what? It comes down to people just want a better life for themselves, a better life from their family. They don't want a thousand cars and a thousand new houses. They just want a better life, you know, something that's more comfortable um, financially now and in the future. So when they do get on the phone with me and they've heard about this out of state, you know, turnkey investment thing, I ask them what their fear is. Um, cause I want to get that out of the way too. And they mm-hmm. always say, well, I can't drive by it. I can't see it. I don't, I don't have to look at it. And I, I asked them, I said, well, do you buy stocks and mutual funds? They go, yeah. And I go, have you ever driven past the headquarters of the right. company before you made the investment? And they said, <laughs> good question. And they go, uh, no. And then they kind of chuckle. And I said, this is no different. I said, it's just, it comes up, it comes, uh, it, what you need is to know that there is a, there's a group of people that you can trust who have your, your interest as their best interest because it serves their best interest as well. And Mm -hmm. I usually can get them over that fear. They don't have to drive by. You don't have to see it. You just have to know that it performs and that the people that are overseeing your capital and protecting your capital um, have their outcomes are aligned with yours. And so once I, once I share with them my business model, what we care about, the revenue streams that we have, then they understand, okay, I don't have to be by it. I don't have to see it. I just need to know that it performs and it's going to perform because if it doesn't, then Spartan Invest doesn't make any money. So it needs to perform. And if it does, I make money and Spartan Invest makes money. So I get them to that point. And I will tell you that I probably have, because I do, I do property tours every month. um, And I have some investors that I will say percentage wise, 80% of them never come to visit. Um, you said 80%? 80% never come to okay. see the property. Um, I actually have properties in states that I've never seen, <laughs> but I own nice. and I get the cash flow checks. It's really nice. Um, mm-hmm. The And then I would say the other, let's see, 15% 
will come before they make a purchase. And then the, the remaining 5%, they already purchased um, something and then they'll come and see it later. Um, they'll use it as nice. a reason, okay. as a reason to come through the area right off the ta- right off their um, expense, as their you know right off their trip because they did some business and they're they're going off to another destination. So that's awesome. Yeah. So I'd say you don't have to you don't have to see it, touch it, feel it. You just need to know that the people that are overseeing it are in alignment with their end goals and that it's a win win, um, paid for performance business model. Absolutely. That's great. And it's really helpful as well hearing from your perspective as you're one of the owners of Spartan Invest as well. And getting to know you through this type of a format is really helpful. Um, Can you share just really briefly about the team at Spartan Invest? Yes. Oh my God. It's all about the team. Um, You know, I think I've heard, I don't remember someone said it's like, it's not about the market. It's not about the house. It's all about the team. Um, right. Because you can choose, I mean, you can go on Craigslist, you can find a $20,000 property that would show you a, you know, 20% return on your, on your capital. And that's very tempting, right? But mm-hmm. you don't know the team of people that are overseeing and protecting and wanting to get a consistent year over year return on that. What's their motivation level? Do they have the same end goal as the investor does? How do they get paid on that? So, um, mm-hmm. So, um, the, it, my, the team at Spartan, you know, it's all about the culture, putting the right people on the bus, getting the wrong people off the bus. Um, and, uh, my business partners, Clayton and Lindsay, um, they do the majority of the hiring and, and, uh, they are phenomenal at what they do. We have 22 people on staff right now. Um, we have two more recs open to add two more people to our amazing culture and amazing team. Um, everybody there's everyone, you'll never hear anybody saying in, in, in Spartan Invest, well, that's not my job. I don't do that. It's like, what do you need? Mm-hmm. How can I help you? It's all, we, we really are a customer service company. We just happen mm-hmm. to sell turnkey real estate. That's the I mindset. That. That's the mindset of our company. So team, team culture and, you know, doing, um, it's kind of like, um, there's a recent book that I read, um, Oh my gosh. Um, it's called, uh, um, it was the, uh, number one Ford sales guy. Oh, you will be satisfied. Mm. That's the title of the book. Um, oh, okay. Bob, Bob Tasca and it's called, you will be satisfied. And, uh, that's exactly how we operate. It's like in our operation, the reason we've had so much success, and I think you kind of mentioned it in the intro, you know, we've gone from, um, zero properties under management to 679 properties under management in under five years from really $0 in revenue to $27 million in revenue in a very short period mm-hmm. of time. Why? I think of three things it comes down to. We answer our phones um, mm-hmm. and we reply back <laughs> to people. <Yeah. laughs> um, we do what we say we're going to do. Um, mm-hmm. And then we make sure that the client is satisfied. And I bet you say please and thank you. Oh, well, they, yes, because they're very Southern hospitable. So I can't do the accent because I'm from Jersey. <laughs> but my the, my, uh, my team, they all have that very nice Southern um, draw. And it just makes it, everything's even when they're getting bad news, mm-hmm. it just makes it sound so nice. You're like, thank you. That's awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, let's go ahead and um, jump into then. So why Birmingham, Alabama? I know that you guys have a guide that really answers these questions. It's a downloadable tool. And I know we'll probably bring that up again at the end and you can offer that to our listeners. But what's attractive about Birmingham as an in a place to invest? Oh my gosh. This is one of my favorite questions because, um, I was really introduced to Birmingham in 2013 and to see what has happened in Birmingham from 2013 to 2018. I mean, the words that I would use to describe it are, um, a Renaissance. It's, it's the truest American revival story. It is a Renaissance like I've never seen before. Um, it is a city that's that's bustling and beautiful and exciting and lively. And it, you know, it's contemporary, Um, mixed with old world charm. And when I was getting on a plane to fly out to Birmingham for the first time to meet with um, Clayton and Lindsay, who were then wooing me to become a co-founder and start, you know, help help them build this company. I remember getting on the plane flying there thinking, oh God, what is in Birmingham, Alabama? (laughs) (laughs) 
And because I had these preconceived ideas, which I think a lot of investors do, and I know they do because I talk to them and I ask them this question and we all kind of a little chuckle over it. Um, Mm -hmm. And in my experience up until that point before I arrived in Birmingham was I was selling turnkey rental properties in Memphis, Dallas, and Houston. Um, And so I knew those markets really well. Didn't think Birmingham could cut it. And I remember when I uh, flew out to Birmingham to meet Lindsay and Clayton for the first time. I had already decided that I was going to find a reason to say no, thank them politely for their time, and leave and go back to my selling selling properties in Memphis. Mm-hmm. That's not what happened because of what was happening in the city. So let me share with you what I what I know and what I've seen. Um, two major catalytic economic drivers that have revitalized this city are this number one. State, local, and government officials were extremely brilliant in figuring out a way to bring big corporations and their jobs to um, to Birmingham. They reinvented mm-hmm. these cities. They, the, they, they created very wise policies. They bought in a lot of investments. They changed tax policies. They made it a very business-friendly tax state. Um, and they changed the relationship with the labor force and attracted new industries. So when you want to revitalize an area, you need jobs. How do you get jobs? You got to go get companies that want to do business in the United States. And so if you were to, if your listeners were to Google, um, which states have the highest foreign investment capital, you will find the state of Alabama is in the top three, if not arguably number one. Um, now, Mar- hey, Maureen, can I inter- interrupt for one second? Sure. Uh, right now, um, we are going through in the state of Missouri, the right to work state, and we're getting inundated by a um, couple of commercials that say right to work states actually lose jobs. They don't bring jobs into it, you know, as part of the campaign, not to vote for it. But okay. I believe Alabama is a right to work state. And there's an example of many, probably tens of thousands of jobs coming into the state uh, from your description. Oh, you, I mean, just, this is all, I mean, you can find it online and just verify, but I can just tell you because I've seen it. Um, and so the the city officials, when they, the government officials, when they went overseas, they were like, okay, Toyota, Mazda, Honda, Hyundai, Mercedes-Benz. We want you to come set up your billion-dollar plants in our backyard, and if you do that, we will give you great tax benefits. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, and even recently, um, if you guys aren't aware of this, this was kind of big news that was just announced. Amazon has chosen Birmingham, Alabama, as uh, a location for their $325 million fulfillment facility, which is bringing with it 1,500 new jobs. But and it, the the jobs could swell to over three thousand, and mm-hmm. the way that nice. it the way that the deal was structured was, hey, if I'm if I'm the city of Birmingham, I'm saying, or the city of Alabama, or the city of Alabama, the state of Alabama, I'm saying, hey, Amazon, if you come and you you relocate your business here, and you give my people jobs, the more jobs you give my people, the better tax benefits I'm giving you. And that's what mm-hmm. they did in the automotive industry, in the automotive manufacturing industry. That's what they're doing it here in, um, you know, this e-commerce fulfillment um, industry. And you know, I could go on because there's they're they're focused on um, making the next big tech giant come from Birmingham as well. So I'm sure you guys and your wow. listeners have heard of like Airbnb and Reddit and mm-hmm. Dropbox. Yep. Um, to be clear, they did not originate from Birmingham, but what they where they did originate from was these think tanks, these technolo- these tech uh, uh, incubators, where you basically set up. And like in Birmingham, there is a 144,000 square foot building. It used to be a Sears building. They converted it to the, it's called the Innovation Depot. You have to apply, get in. There's 91 different new tech startup companies and mines that share a co-op working um, space. And they cross-collaborate, they cross-pollinate ideas on what they're all working on. And hence, um, you know, the the newest um, uh, tech tech company called um, Instagift was just launched out of that um, incubator. So 
it's nice. it, they're really focused on not it's not just an automotive manufacturing aerospace manufacturing healthcare banking business finance um you know distribution uh city of industry it is they want the tech part of it too so they really are like focusing on not just one industry with one jobs they're like how do we how do we put birmingham on the map as the place to want to come to live start your families um, and this is what they're doing. It's pretty remarkable. That's awesome. That's awesome. And I know from what you guys talk about as well with, I think it was in your guide, you talk about being the lowest tax rate, then unemployment shrinking, millennials are coming, and then the downtown revamp as well. It's just, it sounds really like an exciting, bustling, uh, I think I've seen the word magical used for Birmingham, Alabama. So can you speak then to what type of properties is Spartan Invest looking for in what markets and why? So we, yes, so we specialize in single family rental properties in B quality neighborhoods. And let me define that because this gets to be a very little slippery slope. <laughs> um, okay. So B neighborhoods for us is median income, $50,000 a year, low crime rate, schools ranked between three and seven, um, no burnouts, no vacant lots, no boarded up houses, no graffiti, no 10 cars parked on the front lawn. Um, mm -hmm. no thousand stray dogs running around. Like, you know, I, the, the visual is safe, boring neighborhoods, houses built from the 1950s through the 19, late 1980s. And, um, these are, if you were to walk down the street during the middle of the workday, guess what? You don't see anybody because they're at their job. Because they're working. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we like, I'm always trying to find a tagline, like how can I make cash flow sexy and safe, boring neighborhoods? Like I, I've never been able to link the two. <laughs> so if you guys have any ideas, I'll take some, I'll take some input here. Um, so that's well, we did just, we did just talk to a commercial multifamily investor and he shared a quote with us on the podcast that will air this coming week. And he said, um, basically investing should be like watching paint dry. And he was talking about the, <laughs> you don't have to have high risk to have high returns Ooh. and it should be like watching paint dry or watching grass grow. And the quote was actually from someone else. I can send that to you, but that will be on our show notes for next week. Oh, perfect. Podcast. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm probably going to start um, threading that into my conversations with I love my it. investors. I love thank it. you. Um, so yeah, those are the kinds of neighborhoods, you know, we like the rents between 800 and $1,300 a month. Um, those hardworking people that just want a good place to live in decent schools, um, you know, with, with short commutes to work. So we like to, you know, we like to be in the suburbs where um, they like to have house. I mean, in, in the South, what do you like to do? You like to hang out on the weekends and you like to barbecue and you hang out with your kids. It's mm -hmm. family time. So lots of our homes, they have, you know, they're on lots of, I mean, they're on acreage. Um, so, you know, you could have, it's, you know, a house on a half an acre or, or a full acre and you've got people barbecuing in the back and, you know, they've got their um, kids out in the backyard, there's horseshoes going. I mean, it's, it's a fun time. <laughs> That's awesome. So real quickly. So if, why are people renting and not buying specifically in Birmingham? So that's a great question. So the major 53% of people in Birmingham rent and it's, it's very sustainable for our business model such that um, wow. we give them a quality property to raise their families in. Um, and they help, nice. they help our investors, um, you know, pay down the principal, increase their equity position. We get the benefits of the tax and we get the cash flow. Um, so it's nice. definitely, a, it's, it's a symbiotic, synergistic uh, relationship. The reason they don't purchase is one, it's kind of a generational mindset. Remember, you are who you surround yourself. And mm -hmm. if the majority, if your parents, grandparents, aunts, uncles, um, and generationally you came from a family of renters, then that's what you tend to do because you just don't really, mm -hmm. it's not in your sphere of awareness to do something different because you just do what everyone else does around you. Um, and then also mm -hmm. if you think about it too, just from an economics perspective, you know, if you're making only $50,000 a year, yeah, you could qualify for a 3% down FHA loan. I don't even if a lot of them know that or understand that, or if they're getting the education or information about how to purchase homes. Um, and so, you know, it's really harder to come up with a 20% down on a, you know, $80,000 house, you know, that's what 16,000 plus closing costs. So let's just say it's, let's just round it up and say it's 20,000. If you're only making $50,000 mm -hmm. a year, how is that going to, how's that going to pencil out? So sure. I think that's the reason sure. it's just kind of, it's, it's cultural, it's mindset. It's the way it's always been. Um, you know, I, I think, um, 
not having the information or access to, or seeking it out on how to, or thinking they can, mm-hmm. you know. Well, I think there's, yeah. I think the other thing that's happening in, in, because our world is becoming smaller and smaller and smaller. And if you do have a good incubator type atmosphere in the city, those people, you know, if they do come up with some kind of nice business model, they, they realize they may be somewhere else. And so then having to deal with selling a home or so, or, or being tied to the home that they, they don't, they don't see that as been an advent as advantageous as being mobile. So I think that's also starting to be a uh, young people's kind of thought process is that they I need would to agree be with you. very, very much more mobile. So Maureen, what's interesting is, um, we have we have a couple things in common. Um, I I actually lived in Carlsbad for six years ah. on the on La Costa, and um, then I I traveled to Birmingham every year uh, in February to go to the Nelson Ness Institute uh, think tank. So I've actually experienced Birmingham uh, probably half a dozen times and. Uh, I think what, the pe- what people don't realize about Birmingham is the metropolitan area has over one million people in it. Um, they don't they don't realize that this is a populous city, but it's still a, a very southern kind of grassroots, you know, good people, hardworking people kind of city. Um, and it it amazes me that we have in that area too. You also have people that are they aspire for more. Um, but yet they're, they're, they're very, uh, they're very, um, okay with just having good family values. So, um, they're not stepping over each other, trying to get ahead is is what I'm trying to say. So it's a very nice city to be in. And I'm excited about sharing your story with some of my uh, own clients and friends. Thank you so much. I love the city of Birmingham. Like I, I, I always like to try to tell the story of the contrast between my mindset of the preconceived ideas that I had about Birmingham in 2013, with like that just disgust of why am I even going to this city? Like what's there? Mm-hmm. To to where it is today, it is this, it is this thriving metro, you know, metropolis. It is you. Know, you've got 1.3 million, like you said, um, people. You've got the in-net migration numbers are millennials with degrees um, because they're coming in for the, um, you know, they're migrating because of the low cost of living cities with better tax jurisdictions. Um, they can have a better quality of life starting out. And they, and you know, when I see, when you kind of, if you start really piecing together, like if you were to piece together like a puzzle, what CNN Money wrote in 2014, what Forbes wrote in 2015, what Wall Street Journal wrote in 2017 um, um, about what's transpiring in Birmingham. It's not Maureen's telling you it. It's, you know, very reputable publications that are, when you, when you piece it all together, the picture of Birmingham is thinking, it's like, it's the, it's, I think it's the place to be. It's the up and coming city. Um, I actually want to buy a place downtown. Um, mm-hmm. I'm actually closing on a house next month, but you know, I want to buy, once that's done, I really want to buy a condo and live in downtown Birmingham. Um, because it is like what you said, it's grassroots, it's Southern hospitality. It is people not trying to climb over you to, to get above you. Um, it's, it's, I love the vibe. I love the culture. I love the people. And, you know, you can get great food there. Travelchannel.com wrote an article on the microbrew scene and the culinary revolution that's happening in Birmingham. And, um, here you go. Here's something new for your listeners. You never would believe it. The number one restaurant in all of the United States is in Birmingham, Alabama called Highlands Bar and Grill. Wow. (laughs) Well, that's awesome. (laughs) Hey, take, awesome. Why don't you take us through kind of like um, your process? So you you do some property analysis and you have some vetting process, and then you have the renovation. You know, maybe you don't have to go through the entire renovation process. I mean, I, obviously you have good contractors, and you look for properties that you know uh, don't need a whole lot of renovation. But then talk about from what the, uh, the investor purchased. What what can I expect as an investor with? Spartan investment, the process, the opportunities, the kind of returns, those kind of things. 
Perfect. Yeah. So many of our investors, when they they do um, find us, um, they like us for the following reasons. Um, we're not in the business of just putting lipstick on a property and trying to sell it to our investors. Once they kind of get um, exposed to us, they recognize that you know this is a long term business relationship because you know they're building a portfolio of rental properties. We're managing that portfolio for them. So we've got to get off on a good foot. And again, I'm not a house flipper trying to maximize my return at the closing table. Putting as little just putting a little money in to try to maximize my profit and move on to the next flip. Mm-hmm. Um, ours is, you know, and I explain this to our investors, I'm like, our process is that we uh, we buy these um, homes, you know, the years built 1950s through 19, late 1980s, and <clears throat> we follow a philosophy of putting long-term durable materials in the property because we want to defer maintenance for as long as possible for our investors. So I don't think that I would be able to build a property management company with our goal is to get to 5,000 under management, doors under management. I wouldn't be able to do that if I was putting out um, properties with, let's say, I just threw on a cheap uh, cheap can- uh, paint, uh, coat of paint, easy for me to get out, and um, you know, and I keep the 1970 shag carpet in there. So um, mm-hmm. what we do is we follow a five-year rule on the renovation, and that is we, um, uh, if within the last five years, the subject property got a new roof HVAC water heater, it's in good working order, we keep it. Um, anything six years or older, we just strip it regardless of the condition. So it is very customary for uh, investors that um, purchase with us. They, it may have, they may have a house that, stays ni- that says 1970s, but it has a new metal roof that comes with a 40-year warranty, a new HVAC unit that comes with a 15-year manufacturer's warranty, a new water heater, 10-year manufacturer's warranty. Um, the inside, the interior of the property is all hardscape. So it's refinished hardwood floors or luxury vinyl plank tile in the living, uh, living spaces in the bedrooms. We do 12 by 12 ceramic tile, kitchen and bath, granite. We are the only ones that do granite nice. in the wow. kitchen counter. Wow. Um, helps with resale value. People love it. We get, we, we tend to command a little bit higher rent uh, above market rent just because of the nicer fixtures that we have or features. Oh, sure. I definitely imagine. Yep. Um, so everything we do is, you know, is, uh, we highly renovate the property. Um, and then, you know, the way that, um, and, and prospective investors, they really like that because the biggest, the two biggest ways you lose money in real estate is through extended vacancy and big maintenance bills. Mm-hmm. Um, We've determined up front, let's take, let's, let's mitigate that risk and let's take all the large capex items, replace them with new, put all hardscape on the interior. Um, we don't supply appliances. Tenants have to bring in their own washer, dryer, refrigerator, oven, stove combo. State does not require us to provide mm. any of that. So that's the way that I can protect my investors' capital and give them a consistent year-over-year return. Um, and if something breaks, then nice. we, we remove ceiling fans and doorbells and garbage disposals, anything that could really cost the investor money, we just don't supply it in the house. Um, so that's one way that, you know, we help deliver a consistent year year return and we reduce the number of, um, expenses that can come up. Our, our maintenance nice. ratio right now is running at 3.1%, really, really low. Um, so I know I, I know that you're really big on financing is better for your returns and purchasing with with cash, and Rachel and I have talked about this with people, and I can sit down and and show them why that is also. And then, you know, when a person gets uh, cash return, cash on cash return or, or cash flow, you know, we have a system where we we think it's better for people to actually have a place to store that. Uh, where they can get some returns on that that money again until they're ready to buy their next property. Brilliant. And we we actually use a cash value life insurance that's specially designed for this. And uh, you can then borrow the money out against the cash value to then purchase your next um, your next property. And then you take the cash flow and you pay back the loan until you you build it up again. And then you go purchase another property. And uh, then you don't, you don't have to worry about uh, where you're storing this cash flow and it kind of just leaves, you know, just kind of evaporates. And we actually learned this from the Nelson Nash Institute right there in Birmingham, Alabama. So it's a, it's a very nice tool to be used. And I'm, the reason I'm bringing that up is talk to a little bit about to our listeners, why financing is better for your returns and purchasing with cash. 
Definitely. And I will just add before I go jump into that, I'll say in, in the money that you put in that life insurance policy and that you borrow from yourself mm-hmm. is all tax free. Yes. <laughs> exactly. It is. Thanks for that. Yeah. So you have to remember, it's like in when you go into this passive income space, there's three main goals. One, you want to um, create the cash flow. Two, you want to protect your assets and protect your cash flow. And then three, you want to mitigate your tax liability. So your vehicle with the uh, cash value life insurance policy where you feed it and then borrow from it is one of those excellent um, strategies for reducing your tax um, liability. So see, real estate works. And I'm glad Nelson Nash is based in Birmingham, Alabama. We're so smart. Look at us. Check us out in Birmingham. (laughs) That's awesome. Um, All right. So your question was, now I'm trying to remember what it was. uh, Oh, okay. I got got it. I got it. Yep. Yes. So here's the thing. It's very simple. Um, And I'm going to give credit where credit is due. My business partner, one of them, Clayton and co-founder, he is a quantitative finance mind. Like his, I go to him for anything that's finance and calculus. You know, I I avoided it when I was a kid. So I know I go to him now, but anything to do with money and finance. Um, And so uh, he taught me, he said, Maureen, look, Um, he goes, anytime you make an investment, I don't care what it is, right? It could be real estate, it could be oil and gas, whatever. It always comes down to your rate of re- your return on equity or your rate of returns are interchangeable. And he's like, it comes down to a very basic thing. It's what you make divided by what you have in on the deal. Yeah. And, and, and that's the, maybe, and just to clarify for our listeners, that's what you were talking about as far as equity is what you have in on the deal. Yes. Right. So let's take a cash versus a finance, right? So let's say, um, we're going to make a $100,000 purchase, all cash. And the cash flow from that rental property for the year is $10,000. So you made $10,000 divided by what? What you have in on the deal, $100,000, right? Mm-hmm. So that mm-hmm. is 10% is return on your money, okay? When you have financing, I mean, what what better, I mean, you know, the federal government, you got to love them when they actually subsidized your investment. They don't subsidize your um, your investments in stocks, but they subsidize your investments in real estate. They'll give you eighty yes, percent. They'll give they you eighty percent of the, um, the the loan for your house. So um, again, following the same same uh, property, hundred thousand dollar property, you don't need a hundred thousand dollars to acquire it. You can put twenty percent down or twenty thousand, right? Right. So you're mm-hmm. all in for twenty thousand right? That's what you have in. That's your equity. Um, and on that with leverage, um, using leverage, you would then net per, for us on a hundred thousand, uh, dollar property, you would net anywhere between 3,600 and 4,000 for the year. Now, before you go any further, so let's just clarify this for the listeners. You're the, the other way you're, cause I hear this all the time. You were going to net 10,000, but mm-hmm. now you're going to let, uh, net less because you do have, have a mortgage on the property. Mm-hmm. That is correct. correct. I just want to make that and clear because so, this comes up all the time when we start discussing this. Yeah, so um, that's a good point. So what you what you what the investors need to keep in mind again, just always remember this basic formula: what you make divided by what you have in on the deal. Just say it to yourself over and again: what I make divided by what I have in in the deal. So it, with the cash purchase, you've got a hundred thousand dollars. You've got more cash in that deal. You know, and you're earning ten thousand, but you had more in there. Right. So, right. Mm-hmm. with the finance deal, you are only you know you you used twenty thousand dollars to control and acquire a hundred thousand dollar asset. So that's the, that's your equity or the capital that you have in on the deal, and what you make at the end of that year, your cash flow per unit is four thousand. Right. So again, follow mm-hmm. the same formula. What you make, that's the four thousand. Divided by what you have in the deal, that's twenty thousand. So let's do a little math here. That comes out to a twenty percent return on your money, right? Exactly. So think yes. about it this way: if you've got, you can earn your money. Your hundred thousand dollars can earn you ten percent, or your twenty thousand dollars can earn you twenty percent. Let's compare that to what inflation is. All right, this is going to be a debatable point. I'm just going to throw it out there. And I say I think it's six percent mm-hmm. is what I think inflation is. Mm-hmm. So okay. What's making, how fast, how hard is your money working? Is it working harder for you at 10% or are you creating more wealth at 20% return on your investment? Yeah. And that's a, that's a no brainer. That's a no brainer. But then guess what? 
even gets better. It's like almost like a, I saw like that infomercial on QVC, but, but wait, wait yes. there's more. <laughs> <laughs> right? So now let's look at you get you you as the investor, you're going to recoup your initial down payment within the first, first four to five years. So once you get that money back out from the tenant paying down your mortgage, reducing your principal, giving you cash flow, and you get the tax benefit, that's another separate conversation. But anyway, once you get your initial $20,000 back between years four and five, now you're using house money to make money. Mm -hmm. And this is where your return mm -hmm. soars. It goes above 20% plus, plus when you add in appreciation and depreciation. Right. Again, another another call. Um, so the power of leverage to get your little bit of your money working harder for you is an exceptional strategy for building wealth. Yeah. And one thing that um, I'm, I know you know, but I'm going to bring it out for our listeners again. When you have 100000 down on one and you're making 10% out of it, and you, you could instead do, use 20 to make 20%, However, what we forget, if you have 100,000, you can multiply that by five then because you could put 20,000 on five different properties and then just multiply your returns even more that way. I'm glad you went there. I was I thought about that as you were I'm like, oh, that's where he's going. Yes, because that 100,000 that you have in cash, just to just take 20% and throw it on five more properties. Now you've got five properties earning you 20% each versus one property earning you 10. Exactly. And that's a no brainer now because that's 4,000 times five properties. And now that's 20,000 yeah. in cash yes. flow. Yeah. So, See, math is money. Math is awesome. money and money is fun. You just got to figure out the numbers you want to look at. <laughs> it is. It is. Can um, Bruce, before you ask that, can you just share, share really quick, Maureen? So, about what is the type of return that an investor can expect with? Spartan. Um, so with Spartan Invest, the, the type of returns that our investors can expect, if you lever, we are a 16 to 19% annualized net return. If you are using cash, it's an 85 to 9.5%. Excellent. Thank so, you. So Maureen, when I've used property management uh, people with my companies or with, excuse me, with my rental properties before, and um, to be honest with you, I haven't done it with these turnkey um, property management, it's properties that I have bought. And then I went out and looked at a separate property management company. I haven't been really all that happy with the property management companies. It seemed, they seem to be more um, interested in um, just making it simple. So they don't have, they don't want any confrontations with the renters. They rather just me pay for some of the damages and things like that, instead of withholding you know, the security deposit to pay for it or confronting them about different things. They, they, they would just normally say, well, that was just normal wear and tear. Um, do you think that was because I'm dealing with people that are, that haven't gone through the entire process as, as far as finding the property, doing the rehab and then managing the property? Um, and I guess what I'm saying is how is the property management on your end work and how can a person be sh sure that they're actually working for both the renter and the, uh, the, the owner of the property? <laughs> this is an excellent question. And this is why I think the turnkey business model where you have the outcomes aligned with the investor and um, the owners of the turnkey company. So I think if you have that, if you have the property management separated as a third party, um, they're not in alignment with, they haven't forged a relationship with the investor because this is, you know, this going through this process can take three to four months before you actually find a property, buy a property, close on the property, um, start making cash flow on the property. And so there's a mm -hmm. long, there's a long lead in time and there's a lot, there's a lot of uh, communication on, Hey, why are you doing this? I'm doing this too. I mean, I have families that are, um, you know, building up a portfolio because they have young disabled children who are going to need lifelong care and who are, who have uh, mm -hmm. long life expectancies. And the parents want to make sure that they have enough cash flow coming in for their kids after they, that they're gone to take care of them. Like that's important stuff to know. Do you think that I want to make sure that when their properties go under my management company, that they perform? Cause I know what their goals are. Right. I know what's important to them. So when you have a, when you have just a, a property management company that's separate. I'm not saying that it can't work. Um, I just think that the goals, the outcomes are not aligned um, with the investor. So to answer your question, you said, you know, you've got, you know, some property management companies that just acquiesce and they just say, okay, um, this is normal wear and tear. We're just going to charge it to you because they don't want to have to push back. 
that's not the way that we operate our property management company. So, and I will tell you, this is the most difficult part of the business. Property management is the most important, yet it is the most difficult um, in this turnkey uh, space because guess what? You have when you get the calls each day. And Amanda Johnston and my, uh, she's amazing um, in our in our on our team. Um, she's got that really really nice southern you know draw, but she can say firm very nicely, or, or she can say no firmly and very nicely, um, and and send mm-hmm. the tenant away content. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, tenants will call in for all kinds of things, important things and really insignificant things. And we, as the property management company, when we're protecting our investors' capital, we have to make those everyday decisions on all those calls. Yes, we're going to do that. No, we're not going to do that. Or if we are going to do that, um, repair. And it, we find out from our trusted vendor who did the repair work that that clogged drain was due to your hair. That's not billed to the investor. That's billed to the tenant. Mm-hmm. You've got to triage these calls and be able to determine what's the responsibility of the investor, what's the responsibility of the tenant. We don't roll over and acquiesce because guess what? I have a responsibility to my investors who I've earned their trust and I've said, hey, this is the return that you can expect and I'm going to do everything that I can to make sure that you get that return. And it comes down to those calls that Amanda makes. Yes, we're going to repair that. No, we're not going to do that. Oh, I love that you shared that. And I love that you're sharing that um, delicate balance and that you're really working on behalf of the investor, but you're maintaining positive relationships all the way around. I mean, everyone does have to win in this situation. And, and that's great that you guys are navigating that really well. We do. And we reward. I mean, um, we we have reward programs even for our tenants, right? So sometimes difficult situations happen. And their attitudes really affect, I mean, it could be, they could have a real sour attitude or they could give a real positive attitude. And so whenever we have a difficult situation um, with our tenants, then they've handled it with grace and understanding, Um, you know, we'll send them a gift card to um, a Home Depot or a, or a um, restaurant nearby restaurant, you know, 50 to a hundred dollars. Thank you so much for being so cool. We really appreciate your kindness. Mm -hmm. Right. So it's, it's, it's definitely a delicate balance between the two. It's not just the investors always, we're not always siding with the investor. We have to make those, you know, triage those calls, make those daily calls each day to say, yes, you know what, we're going to do that for you tenant, because that's the right thing to do or no, we're not. Cause that's not, it's your responsibility. You have to pay for that. Um, or Mr. Investor, you know, this is your responsibility. You have to pay for it. And that's something that we do. We communicate on a monthly basis. The biggest, um, complaint that most out-of-state investors have is that they can never get their property management company on the phone and they wind up getting these bills that they have no idea what they're for. And then they get more frustrated because they can't get the property manager on the Mm -hmm. phone to ask them what it's about. Um, So we proactive, we do two things. Um, Stephanie Devine, who's my head of um, property management and customer service, she calls all of our investors once a month proactively, gives them an update, good, bad, or the ugly, right? Here's what's going on. That's great to let you know. And then we also have a 24 seven, uh, portal or a portal that have, they have 24 seven access to with a username and password. And it's a, an accounting ledger of list of their properties, uh, profits, expenses, um, all laid out. And so there's no, it's true, transparent reporting. There's no hidden nothing. Oh, I love it. I love it. And I was going to ask you to comment on that just as we were working towards a close here. So as we've really talked through your opportunity with true turnkey rental income generating property investment in Birmingham, Alabama, it's just really fascinating to hear you share not only why Birmingham is a up and coming city, but also why you guys are positioned as Spartan Invest to really give the best experience to your investors. And so if we have listeners who are interested in finding more about Spartan Invest, or they are looking to invest right now, can you tell them a little bit about the guide that you have available for Birmingham, Alabama? And I I think it was put together extremely well, and then how they can get in touch with you and reach out to you specifically. Absolutely. Yeah. Thanks, Rachel. So um, we have the top six reasons to invest in Birmingham, Alabama, and it will cover some of the things that I shared earlier in the call. Um, It's really chock full of information. We get a lot of it from the Birmingham Business Journal. Um, So it's not Maureen Slant um, or Spartan Invest Slant. It's really from what's happening in the city from a um, jobs being created, people moving there, um, big businesses expanding there. 
um, and why it's a good market. Um, three things you always need, people moving, so population growth, job growth, and diversity of industry. Birmingham has it. You'll see it in that uh, six reasons to invest in Birmingham. And then we do have a getting started packet. So anyone that's interested in just checking out who we are, like lift up the hood and see who we are. You want to see how to get started in this whole business and, and um, learn more about our business model. We have a getting started package and it's easily, you know, I'm easily accessible through the Spartan Invest website. So spartaninvest.com. And I will even be bold and crazy and daring. My assistant will probably kill me. Um, but um, you can always reach, your listeners can reach me by my mobile phone and that's 760-644-0194. Nice. Well, thank you so much, Maureen. And we certainly want to make that opportunity available to our listeners as they're looking to expand in cash flowing real estate and building their portfolio. So as we're closing, I would like to also invite our listeners, if you would like to create a comprehensive strategy to most effectively store your capital where you have safety, liquidity, growth, and be able to invest in cash flowing assets, to build your time and money freedom, you can email us at hello at themoneyadvantage.com to request your free financial picture conversation. And this will help you to maximize your wealth today and in the future by finding those areas where money is flowing out of your control today and get more of that flowing back into your control. So you have more to retain and utilize, more to invest in cash flowing assets, and more to pass on to future generations. So again, thank you so much for being on the podcast with us today, Maureen. It was just a treasure of wisdom and just thank you for sharing your passion for the work that you do and for what you're helping people accomplish. So thanks for being our guest today. My pleasure, Rachel Bruce. Thank you so much. And it was just great being on the Money Advantage podcast. Cheers. Thank you. And thanks to our listeners. You can email us with your questions and comments to hello at themoneyadvantage.com. And remember, success leaves clues. So model the successful few, not the crowd, and build a life and business you love. To learn how high-performing entrepreneurs 10x or more returns on liquid capital without giving up quick access to cash, go to themoneyadvantage.com forward slash liquid dash capital to get The Unfair Advantage, your 20-minute easy-to-read guide on maximizing your savings. Thank you for listening to the Money Advantage podcast. Today's show notes and resources are available for you on themoneyadvantage.com. If you like this episode, make sure you subscribe and leave a review. If you have any questions or desire to speak with a qualified financial professional after listening to today's podcast, we encourage you to reach out to us at hello at themoneyadvantage.com or check us out at themoneyadvantage.com. The opinions and views expressed here are for informational purposes only. This material is educational in nature and should not be deemed as a solicitation of any specific product or service. All investments involve risk and a potential loss of principal. Kalos Capital Incorporated nor Kalos Management Incorporated offer tax or legal advice. Please consult with a tax advisor or attorney for advice regarding the impact on your portfolio. Securities offered through Kalos Capital Incorporated member FINRA, SIPC, MSRB, and investment advisory services offered through Kalos Management Incorporated and registered investment advisor, both located at 11525 Parkwood Circle, Alpharetta, Georgia. E3 Consultants Group is not an affiliate or subsidiary of Kalos Capital Incorporated or Kalos Management Incorporated.